My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 32 of Nikolai's Kitchen. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. If it's your first time here, welcome. My name is Nick. So, so amazing to have you. Thank you so much for checking out the show. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. You are so, so welcome here. And I'm so, so grateful for your continued support. This week, I mean, it's comfort food heaven one of the all-time greats everybody loves it at least most people does anybody not like pizza i love pizza more than pizza though i love making pizza because there is something about tossing a dough in the air and spreading it out onto a pizza pan covering it with toppings and chucking it into the oven that is so so rewarding and so so satisfying and it's made even better when you make everything from scratch but even if you don't There's still so much greatness, so much goodness that can be rewarded out of a nice slice of pizza. My dad will buy the doughs at the store and he'll buy the Chef Boyardee pizza sauce, I believe is what he buys, and throws that over there, pepperoni, some mozzarella cheese, and it's great. It's fantastic. Not to say that there aren't just some amazing, and I mean, the debate, you guys out there, you guys can do the debates of what's the better pizza, where has the better pizza. I have been in a lot of places. I have had a lot of good pizza. I have had a lot of really, really, really bad pizza. Worst pizza I ever had was in a hotel in Toronto. (laughs) Absolutely terrible. It was probably like 20 below out. We were there for like Valentine's Day weekend or something of that nature. I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but we ordered pizza and ah, it was bad. It was very, very bad. You have your chains like I probably ate my body weight and then some of Domino's pizza when I was in college. Not because I particularly like Domino's. I'm actually really not a fan of things like Domino's and Little Caesars. It's entirely too just kind of assembly line to me, like every single pizza that comes out looks exactly the same and they taste too artificial to me. Like there's a freshness to a good, good scratch made pizza that you just can't get with those kinds of things because they cut corners on ingredients and things of that nature. But when I was an RA in college, everybody always got Domino's except for me. I always got sheet pizzas from the pizza place down the road, but Yeah, every other RA always got Domino's just to get residents to show up to tick a box and say they attended and get free pizza. Basically, whatever the topic of the program was, that's how you drove attendance. You had to have hot, fresh slices of Domino's for college kids to just inhale. Like I said, I probably more than my body weight, probably like just tons of it, Uh, not even because it was any good, but because it was there and it was all that we had. But this episode is going to be all about pizza, making pizza from scratch. This is something that I've done before, 
back in the restaurant days. If you're a patron of the show, head over to patreon.com slash Nikolai's Kitchen or hit the link down in the show notes. You can go over there and that's going to be posted pretty much right after this. I'm going to post the old pizza episode that I did back on the restaurant a few years ago. And this dough recipe very specifically is a riff on that original version, but I'm so much happier with this dough recipe. This dough turned out unbelievable. So, so happy with this. I've been baking so many breads. I've been doing things like naan in the last episode, so many different things that I'm kind of starting to apply my knowledge of baking. And it's just made a world of difference. I can't wait to share that recipe with you guys. Can't wait to share all of these recipes with you guys. I've got three different types of pizza that I've made over the past couple of weeks that I'm going to be sharing with you as well in this episode. I just want to take the time at the top of the show again to thank you so much for listening. You are amazing. I hope that you're doing amazing. I hope that life for you today has been incredible. If this is the way that you're beginning your day, I hope you go out there and you absolutely smash it today because you deserve to have such a beautiful day. If your day is winding down and you didn't have the best day, then I hope that you can kind of just nestle up, grab yourself a slice of pizza, and just listen to my voice as I take you on this amazing journey of positive energy and scratch-made food. Take another step. What does that mean when I say that to you? Does it mean it in the literal sense? Does it mean you're out walking one foot in front of the other or out running one foot in front of the other? What's one more step for you? For me, it's about accountability. For me, it's about holding myself accountable for the things I eat, for the exercise that I do, for the time that I spend. This episode tonight, I've been so, so busy. I didn't get a chance to get this out on its normal release day, for which I profusely apologize. But I really, really wanted to get this out, but I've got so many other different things going on. I'm moving in a month and it is ramping up and I've been packing and I've been moving stuff and I've been doing so many different things. I've been so, so busy. And I finally got home today. I had to go into my office today for the first time in over a year. And, you know, that was just kind of a one shot deal, at least for now. But it was just kind of different. Very, very different. I'm not used to that kind of office life, that office culture, the way that I used to be. And that kind of, you know, having to get up and having to do a commute and having to commute home. And then I had to take my son to work. I had to stop at the grocery store. I had to get gas. I had so many different things to do. I didn't get to really settle in until about 12 hours after I woke up this morning. 
I was go, go, go from seven to seven. And then I get here and I get in front of this computer and I've got choices to make. One more step. Put in the work. If you've got the energy within you, if you've got it in you, if you're out there running, go those few extra steps. This past weekend, I did over seven miles. First time I've done a really long walk like that in quite a while. And God, it felt so rewarding. It felt so, so good. I absolutely love taking nice, long, long walks because my body, unfortunately, like I just can't run sustained runs like I would like to. I need to still cut more weight before I can get myself to that point. But I can. My legs are strong. My feet are strong. I can do more feet on the ground, which translates to more miles on the ground. <laughs> but I needed to hold myself accountable. One more step, Nick. You can get a little bit more work done. You can get this done and get it out there for the people that are waiting for it, for the people that love to hear you talk about food. And I love to hear me talk about food too. I'm so passionate about food. Whenever I do this show, whenever I record this show, it fills me with so much energy. But I reached a point where I was literally typing out all the recipes, getting everything finalized to sit down and do this recording. And I yawned one time. And I almost just closed audacity and just said, no, not tonight. But I decided I had one more step in me because I'm not going to go to bed or anything. I would have just turned on YouTube videos probably for the rest of the night or who knows what and just kind of like crashed because I've had such a busy day. But I've still got a little bit of blood pumping in me. I still got a little bit of life. I've still got a little bit of energy. And if you've got that energy within you, if you've got that fire, if you've got that spark within you, take one more step. Keep going. Write that novel. Work on that story. Make that dish. Take that extra step. Do that extra mile. Finish those extra chores in the household. I didn't want to stop and get gas either. I mean, I really, really needed to. I didn't want to stop and get gas because I was just like, oh, and I was literally, I left the grocery store. And I was getting ready to pull out of the parking lot and I was like faced with a left or right hand turn. Left hand turn takes me to the gas station. Right hand turn takes me home. I almost got in the right hand turn line. I said, no, think about future Nick. Because there's going to be those days when you don't have that extra step in you. There's going to be those days when you don't have the energy left, when you don't have it anymore. There are going to be those days when you've got nothing left to give. And that's okay. That's okay. Because whatever you've done today, if you've given all you've got, then just rest, breathe, tell yourself, I did it. I made it through today and think about all of the little things. I talked about this last week too, but think about all of the little victories, all of the little wins that you had today, all of the good things that you got to do today even if they were little, even if they were few. I talk about positive energy a lot and I talk about positivity a lot and I talk about how positive energy and positive thinking has really, really changed my life and it really, really has. But positive thinking is a conscious choice. You have to consciously choose it and just to kind of get Star Wars-y on people, 
it's a lot easier to choose the dark side. It's a lot easier to choose just to be negative. It's a lot easier to just cut somebody down. It's a lot easier to just cut yourself down. When you're struggling, when you're having a really, really hard time, when you're not necessarily having the best day, it's really, really easy to cut yourself down. To throw in that towel and say, Gah! just to be so mad, to be so angry with yourself. But if you only did a little bit today, if you only had a little bit to give today, if you only took a few steps today, but at least you took them, all that matters is that you took one more step. Never, ever give up on yourself. Never, ever give up when you've got something left to give, no matter what it is, when you've got something left inside of you to give, to give to the world, to give something positive to the world, for other people, to make somebody else's day, to make somebody else's life better. Don't give up. Never give that up. Take that extra step. You could end up making somebody's day so much better. One of you could be listening to this right now, whenever you are, wherever you are, you could be listening to this and you could be like, God, I'm so glad that Nick published this because I needed this today. And sometimes I need to listen to stuff like this. I record this as much for me as I do for you guys, because I might, when this episode publishes, when I'm listening back to it, I might be having a day where I need to just kind of tell myself to shape up one more step, Nick, you've got this, you can do this. You will do this. Do not give up on who you are. Do not give up on what you do ever. Never, ever, ever give that up. Just take one more step. One more, that's all. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. You are amazing. No matter where you are, no matter when you are, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. I love you so much. Thank you. If you want to help me out, if you love this show, if this is something that you just can't wait to get into your ears every single week, share it. Share it out there with friends. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Get the link down in the description or any podcatcher, wherever you're listening to this, leave a positive five-star review. If you leave a five-star rating and review, that's how you can be eligible to get apple pie filling. This quarter, my top-tier patrons, my VIP-level patrons are getting homemade apple pie filling, my tart apple pie filling. And one person that leaves a five-star rating and review on a podcatcher, any podcatcher, just send it to me, screenshot it and send it to me and you will be eligible to get homemade apple pie filling from my kitchen to yours. 
The show is going to be structured a little bit differently this week just because we've got so much stuff to talk about when it comes to pizza. So we're going to talk about pizza sauce and we're going to talk about pizza dough and then we're going to take another break and I'm going to come back and tell you about the three different varieties of pizza that I have made over the past couple of weeks. And most of them I've made more than once, except for the breakfast pizza. That I only made once, but the other two I've made more than once. I'll also talk a little bit about (sighs) pizza fails. Pizza fails and what happens when you just can't quite depan it the way that you wanted to. Or maybe you tried to depan it too early. (sighs) But before we do that, let's get into homemade pizza dough, the foundation all of your ingredients, everything that you're going to do is going to be built upon the foundation of homemade pizza dough. So you've got to make something amazing. And let me tell you what I did. You're going to need one and a half cups of hot water, a quarter of a cup of plain Greek yogurt. Now, this is actually a spin that I did because of making naan, because of that little bit of additional density, that little bit of additional protein and everything that it adds to the dough. I like a good chewy pizza dough and I really feel like the Greek yogurt amped that up even more. Two tablespoons of olive oil, two teaspoons of salt, one teaspoon of white sugar, one teaspoon of garlic powder, two cups of unbleached all-purpose flour, two cups of bread flour, and three teaspoons of yeast. So you're going to combine your Greek yogurt, your water, and your sugar and you're going to stir that all together. It should be lukewarm around 110 degrees. I'll usually just take hot water and the cold Greek yogurt from the fridge is going to kind of even out in the lukewarm neighborhood. Add your yeast and stir it in there. Let that proof for at least five minutes, maybe a little bit more. While you're doing that, move on to the next step. You're going to add your flour, salt, and garlic powder to your stand mixer bowl and then mix the ingredients together with a whisk. Get a little bit of air into there. Attach your dough hook, turn it on, and then add your olive oil in there. Add your yeast mixture slowly until the dough starts pulling away from the sides of the bowl. If it gets sticky and sticks to the bowl, you're going to need a touch more flour, so make sure you're only dribbling this in very slowly. If it still looks really shaggy, you're going to need more of the yeast mixture in there. Basically, once this is done, all of it, literally all the dough is going to pull away. It's all going to be stuck to that dough hook. It's going to be pulled away. Once you get to that point, stop. You're done. You don't need to knead this anymore. Tip it out onto a lightly floured counter and form it into a ball. So first things first, I want to talk about what you're going to do if you want to freeze this, because I will often, and even the last time that I did this, I just literally burned the house out of flour and pretty much every other ingredient. No, not every other ingredient. Most of the ingredients I needed to make this. I just kept making it, making it, making it. I made like eight pizza doughs, froze five of them. So you can definitely do this, and then it's so, so easy when you want to make pizza. The pizzas that I made this most recent week, all frozen dough, all pre-prepared the week before that I just had taken out and let it rise and then use it. So if you want to freeze it, once you're done bringing it all together, you're going to want to separate it into two equally sized dough balls. You're going to drizzle about a half of a tablespoon to one tablespoon. You really don't need it to be super wet. You just need to just coat the insides of a gallon-sized Ziploc bag or any other kind of bag that seals like that. So lay the bag flat and then kind of press the oil around in there so it coats the entire inside. Like I said, you don't need to go crazy here. You don't want it to be super oily in there. Then you're going to add your dough ball, seal the bag, and remove as much of the air as you can while you're doing it. Then you're just going to chuck it in the freezer and store it for future use. Now, when you freeze it, when you want to use it, 24 hours before, so you got to kind of plan ahead. 24 hours before, take it out of the freezer, stick it into the fridge. 
And then three to four hours before you want to bake your pizza, you're going to take it out of the fridge, leave it someplace warm to just rise, leave it right in the bag, leave it sealed in there. Usually what's going to happen if it's in a warm enough place, it'll kind of puff up into like this big giant pillow. <laughs> I've even popped a couple of bags doing this because it rises so, so much. So now here's kind of where if you're going to use it immediately or if you're going to freeze it, kind of meet in the middle. So you're going to prepare your pizza dough, separate it into two dough balls if you're using it immediately or if it already was from the freezer. You don't need to do that again. You don't want to get your pizza dough down super tiny. You're going to sprinkle a light dusting of cornmeal on your counter or surface. Now, I actually didn't have cornmeal when I made the most recent batches of pizza that I made. I really wish I did because when you think about pizza, when you think about that nice kind of crunch, and that nice textural crunch to the bottom of your crust, that's cornmeal. That's where it's coming from. You start working your dough out by hand. Keep it circular. If you're a dough tosser, I finally have a kitchen with high enough ceilings that I can toss dough. Toss it. Okay? But you don't want to go crazy here. You want to kind of keep it circular, kind of the size and shape of your pizza pan. And you don't want your pizza dough to get too thin. We'll talk more about that when we talk about making the specific pizzas, especially maybe a couple of those pizza fails. Well, once you've got everything stretched out to the size that you need it to, transfer it to a sprayed pizza pan and press it out all the way around. You're going to kind of leave a little bit of a lip. I always usually do all the way around because it's going to kind of prevent any of your fillings from spilling over the sides and underneath your pizza pan and kind of burning onto there. Calories for one full pizza dough like this, 552. This recipe will yield you two pizza doughs that'll be good enough for a large pizza pan. I don't know. I'm pretty sure my pizza pan is either 14 or 15 inches, somewhere in that neighborhood, but that's what you're going to be looking at for pizza dough. So when it comes to pizza sauce, my pizza sauce and my marinara sauce are very, very, very close together. In fact, I took my marinara sauce recipe and I deconstructed it to make this pizza sauce because I finally feel like I've gotten my marinara sauce to a place where I'm very, very happy with it. But I always feel like pizza sauce should be a little bit lighter. It should be a little bit cleaner. It can't be heavy and earthy and rich like a marinara sauce for pasta because that you want to have a whole lot more flavor. Here, you're going to have so many other ingredients going on. You don't want the sauce to kind of be robbing away all of the flavor, stealing all of the flavor on its own. So this is stripped down. This is where you're kind of not trying to make the sauce be the star because everything needs to work together. Everything needs to be in harmony with everything else. For that pizza sauce, you're going to need one 90 ounce can of whole San Marzano tomatoes. You're going to need two four and a half ounce tubes of tomato paste. It's 16 tablespoons. You can also get those little cans. That's perfectly fine. You're going to need one and a half cups of garlic crushed and chopped. You need five cups of fresh basil, roughly chopped, one red onion chopped, a half of a cup of olive oil, and salt, pepper, and sugar to taste. First thing you're going to do is you're going to get that olive oil into a large Dutch oven or a big stock pot at medium heat. You're going to add your onions in there and cook them down for a few minutes, sprinkle some salt in, and let them sweat out. Then you're going to cover, reduce the heat to low, and let them saute for 15 to 20 minutes until they get nicely softened and caramelized. So you're going to remove the cover and return it to medium heat. You're going to add your basil and half of the garlic and just cook it for one minute. Keep stirring it so you don't burn anything. You just want to start perfuming all that stuff in there. Get all those oils out in there. Then you're going to add your tomato paste. Keep stirring that until it's well incorporated, cooking it for another minute or so. Again, you're kind of starting to build a base here. 
Now you're going to add your San Marzano tomatoes and the rest of your garlic. So here is where you're going to need an immersion blender. If you don't have one, you're going to want to stop cooking this mixture because you're going to need to blend all this down before you continue. Okay. If you don't have an immersion blender using your blender, I mean, this is a big, like 11 cup, 90 ounce can of tomatoes. So probably half of that into the blender with all of these cooked ingredients, blend that down until it's really smooth, blend down the rest of your tomatoes along with the rest of that garlic as well. Blend that down until it's smooth, return everything back to the Dutch oven or the stock pot. If you have an immersion blender, here is where you can add everything else, the San Marzano tomatoes and the rest of your garlic, hit that with an immersion blender and blend it until it's smooth. This is where it departs heavily from my marinara sauce. Aside from the amount of ingredients and kind of the richness, the earthiness, there's no red wine in here or any of that kind of stuff, you know, this is where it really, really departs because whereas in my marinara sauce, I like a chunky tomato. I like to have those kind of chunks of San Marzano tomatoes hanging out in my pasta sauce. I don't like it in my pizza sauce. My pizza sauce, I want to be nice and uniformly consistent. So blend it down until it's nice and smooth. Stir everything together and cook it until it starts to bubble. Then you're going to reduce the heat back to low, cover it, and let the sauce slow cook for probably about an hour or two. I usually let mine go for an hour or two at least 30 minutes so you really want everything to start coming together and then somewhere during this cooking process you're going to want to season this with salt pepper and sugar i'll usually do one to two tablespoons of salt two to three tablespoons of pepper and one teaspoon or so of sugar you don't need a lot of sugar you just want to get a little little bit of sweetness out of all of this so calories for one cup of sauce this is going to yield about 12 cups one cup is going to be about 185 calories so now that we've made our dough, now that we've made our sauce, we are ready to build pizza. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys about the three different varieties of pizza that I've made over the past couple of weeks. And I will tell you about them right after this. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you again for tuning into this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. It's time to bake some pizzas. Now, some uniform rules for all of my pizzas. They are all baked at 450 degrees for roughly 12 to 15 minutes or until the cheese on the top is browned. Make sure you preheat your oven before all of these. You want to work your dough out into the sides of the tray. And you want to make sure you leave that lip around the edge so all of your ingredients stay in. Be careful, please, not to stretch your dough too thin or you're going to end up doing what I did. Because what I like to do, and this is something that I picked up from my dad years and years ago, because when he makes pizza, he will de-pan it at some point. And usually it's right around that point when your mozzarella cheese is just starting to brown around the edges. So you're like two minutes away from being done. So you want to de-pan the pizza so that way you can get a nice, nice crisp crust on the bottom. Well, if your dough is too thin, then basically your ingredients are just going to turn it into like, have you ever seen those dams where they just open up the sluice and it just basically forms like this giant worm hole? <laughs> That's what it looked like in the oven when I made pizza two weeks ago. 
And we won't even talk. We won't even talk about the unmitigated disaster that was trying to depan a pizza that basically folded in half. I think I talked about that last week as well. <sighs> Jeez. But yeah, 450 degrees, 12 to 15 minutes, and you're depanning this probably around the 10 to 12 minute mark. Once your mozzarella cheese starts to brown around the outside, be brave. You can do it. It helps to have a pizza pan that has low, low edges. If your pizza pan has really high edges, yeah, maybe not so much. First up, of course, the classic. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows it. It's just cheese pizza. It's sauce, dough, and mozzarella cheese. That's basically it. Specifically, one and a half cups of pizza sauce, one pizza dough, two cups of shredded mozzarella, olive oil, salt, pepper. Get your pizza pan sprayed with some olive oil cooking spray. Work your dough out. As I said, don't let it get too thin. And then you're going to drizzle on one to two tablespoons of olive oil. Brush that around the crust. You only want to just cover this, so only add your olive oil probably in half a tablespoon increments and brush it as you go. Don't use any more than you need here. You're going to add your sauce over this in an even layer. Then you're going to add your cheese generously over the top. Season that up with some salt and pepper. Chuck that into your oven for 12 to 15 minutes. Once you see that mozzarella cheese starting to brown around the edges, then you're going to depan that pizza. Put a pan underneath it too, just in case anything decides to fall off the sides or anything like that. So you're catching it. It's not hitting the bottom of your oven and setting off your really, 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 really loud and obnoxious fire alarm, which I may have done a couple of times. Points fingers at each other. Once it's all done in the oven, get that out of there. Cool it for at least five minutes, and then you hit it with the pizza cutter and serve. 265 calories for one slice of cheese pizza prepared with my dough, my sauce, as here. Eight slices out of a pie. Now, this one I'm excited to tell you guys about because I just... I don't know what I was thinking about it. I was just thinking. I'm like, I want something fresh. I want, like, a fresh pizza with some greenery on top of it. So, what about like a Parmesan arugula pizza. Now I did two different versions of this and I kind of combined them into the recipe that I'm about to break down for you guys. First one I did with tomatoes. Now they were not the star of this. I also used fresh mozzarella for this because I was supposed to make margarita pizza and I may have used all the basil in the sauce. So couldn't make margarita pizza. Let me tell you, this does not need fresh. It does not need fresh mozzarella. Shredded is going to work perfectly fine here, and it's actually going to kind of hold everything better a little bit better. So we're going to hold everything better a little bit better. Whatever, we're leaving it in. We're going. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. You are going to need two cups of arugula, roughly chopped, a half of a red onion, thinly sliced. I busted out the mandolin for this. Two Roman tomatoes, thinly sliced. Probably not going to get those through the mandolin, so you're going to have to do that with a knife. A half a cup of Parmesan cheese, shredded. Then you're going to need another cup of Parmesan cheese, thinly sliced. So that kind of like thin strips of it, very, very thin. Our cheese grater has just a little cheese slicer on one side of it. So get those super, super thin. You're going to need one and a half cups of shredded mozzarella cheese. The second time I made this, so Rebecca's sister, Courtney, actually sent us this. Uh, there's this amazing olive oil farm out in Arizona, and she sent me some olive oil, some balsamic vinegar, and this balsamic dipping oil for my birthday. And it's just a combination of some different herbs, balsamic vinegar, and olive oil. 
it's like the kind of thing when you go to a steakhouse or when you go to some nice Italian places, they'll give you like a little, like little bread and a little pool of just this amazing, amazing dipping sauce to dip your bread in when you eat it. That's what you need here. You're also going to need salt, pepper, and a balsamic reduction. I've been putting this stuff on everything. So first thing you're going to do, take your thinly sliced tomatoes, put them onto a paper towel, sprinkle them lightly with salt, then put another paper towel over the top. Basically what you're doing is you're going to try to get a little bit of water out of those tomatoes because you don't want your pizza to get too soggy. Set this aside while you're prepping the rest of your pizza. Get your dough all prepared as we talked about before. Then you're going to drizzle on, again, same as the olive oil, one to two tablespoons of this dipping oil. Spread it into a thin layer. You don't want this to get too much, so again, go about a half a tablespoon at a time until your dough is fully covered. Then you're going to add your tomatoes in here, and then you're going to layer over that with your very thinly sliced red onion. Layer on the shredded mozzarella cheese and then the shredded parmesan over the top of that. Season with salt and pepper. Chuck that into the oven, de-pan it once your mozzarella starts to brown around the edges and let it finish. Then you're going to take it out as soon as that thing comes out of the oven and hits your counter. Get that arugula and that sliced mozzarella over the top and hit it with a little bit more black pepper. Just a little bit more. Then you're going to let this rest again for probably about five minutes. When you slice this, just put a light drizzle, just a very light drizzle of that balsamic reduction over the top. I am telling you what, such a crisp, fresh, bright piece of pizza. Now, the tomatoes, when I made the first version of this, the reason why I'm including them here is they weren't necessarily the star in that first version. And I think that's because of the fresh mozzarella. There was way, 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 way more mozzarella on this thing the first time I ever made it. And I feel like it kind of took away some of the tomato. If you have tomato in here and then you're kind of mixing that with that red onion, the red onion was a killer in the second version of this. I think you combine those and you use the shredded mozzarella cheese and I think you're going to end up with a lot better pie. So then just mind blowing, just you have that fresh, fresh, like kind of pepperiness, kind of spiciness of that arugula. You've got all that black pepper playing around in there, that just saltiness of that Parmesan cheese playing around in there. So, so good. And you're just finishing it with that little bit of zip from that balsamic reduction, 270, 275 calories per slice, eight slices on the pie. And then I just, I made pizza again this past weekend, again from the frozen doughs, and I made pizzas, and then I'm sitting there eating dinner, eating the cheese pizza, eating the arugula parmesan pizza, and I'm like, I really want breakfast pizza. I really, really want to have breakfast pizza, so I'm like, I'm making breakfast pizza, and this is what I did. You need eight large eggs, two tablespoons of half and half, one cup of breakfast sausage seared and chopped. Now, what we had was a chicken sausage from Wegmans with spinach and garlic in it. That's basically what we had. I used four links of that. These were a little bit chonkier than your normal breakfast sausage. You'd probably need, say, six breakfast sausages if you were going to use those. You're going to need one cup of shredded cheddar cheese, which I did not have. I really wish I did because it would have added a nice contrast to this. One cup of shredded mozzarella cheese, salt, pepper, one tablespoon of melted butter, and some chopped scallions. I cut the sausages lengthwise and then gave them a good hard sear on both sides. Brown food tastes good. Thank you, Ann Burrell. Absolutely get a good hard sear on these. Get that color, that caramelization on both sides of the sausages. While this is happening, prepare your scrambled eggs with some half and half. Get a whisk in there. Get your arm moving. Get some air into that because you want these eggs to kind of be fluffy. Cook your scrambled eggs however you cook your scrambled eggs. But what I would recommend is leaving them a little bit wetter than you'd normally eat them because they're going to finish up in the oven. 
Spray your pizza pan with some baking cooking spray, not olive oil. This is breakfast pizza. I'm really not feeling olive oil with breakfast pizza. So if you have any other type of cooking spray, make sure you use that. I Pam Pam does this baking spray with flour in it. Uh, it's perfect for this. Work your dough out as normal, and then you're going to spread your butter in an even layer over the dough. Layer your eggs over, then layering your sausages. And then I didn't put it in the recipe, but I really think this would be really popping. Some fresh diced tomatoes would be perfect in and among that sausage. You're going to layer in your cheddar and mozzarella cheeses, salt and pepper to taste. Boom, into the oven. Once it starts to brown around the edges, depan it. My breakfast pizza, when I depanned it, perfect. I was so, <laughs> I was, I think I was determined. Like after last week, I was so defeated. I was so mad at myself. I was like, no, like that one pizza just absolutely imploded. The other one, the giant sinkhole, all the cheese and sauce just running out in this giant sinkhole. Although Jared Taylor might be right. Maybe use that hole for dipping sauces or something. I was determined to depan a pizza successfully. And this one, boom, right off the pan. It was perfect. Let that finish. Take it out of the oven and then let it rest for five minutes. Once you cut it into slices, just top it with the freshly chopped scallions right before you serve it, because that's going to be a nice, bright, fresh kind of crunch, which is going to be a nice contrast to everything else you've got going on in that pizza. The only thing I would say about this pizza, and that's why I actually added the tomato suggestion in here, didn't add it to the recipe itself, but this needed one other thing. It needed a little bit more of a fresh element. It needed some kind of brightness to it. Some spinach wouldn't even necessarily not be at home in here. You could layer it over the dough after the butter, but before the eggs, different things like these. And it's, I'm scratching the surface of what I know pizza is capable of all and what I know I'm capable of. Here's the big one though. This is breakfast pizza. And I mean, this always happens when it comes to breakfast foods, 380 cows in one, one slice. You're yielding about eight slices, but you think about all the egg, all the sausage, all that cheese. Yeah. <laughs> a piece of it pretty much eats like a meal. I think Rebecca had one and tapped out. She was like, okay, that was really filling. It really, really is. That's why I think it needs a little bit of a brightness to it. I think it needs a little bit of a fresher element to it as well. I can't wait to kind of conceptualize more pizza. I love, love, love doing pizza. I have been barbecuing chicken a lot lately. And let me tell you, like I've been hitting those smoked, like soaked pecan chips in bourbon and then letting that chicken smoke and pick up all that beautiful smoky flavor. Mm, imagine chopping some of that up over a pizza, red onion, mozzarella cheese, barbecue chicken pizza, nice layer of barbecue sauce instead of pizza sauce over the dough. That's where you're talking about perfection. I've been so excited. My energy is so up right now talking about pizza because I love pizzas so, so much. I love making pizza so much. And I'm so passionate about just, I even bought a pizza paddle guys. I bought a pizza paddle. <laughs> I was so excited. I saw it. I saw it at the store and I was like, should I really buy this? Should I really spend the money on a pizza paddle? And it took very, very little, very, very little convincing to get me to just put it in the cart. I was like, yeah, I should get a pizza. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to come up with other types of pizza. There's so many just different things. 
that you can do with pizza. So many different elements that you can incorporate into a pizza. Uh, I know I have heard, I have heard of a crab rangoon pizza. I can't remember where I heard that. Somebody posted that somewhere. Uh, some pizza place somewhere does it. And Rebecca and I both love crab rangoons. And I really want to make legit crab rangoons that are actually deep fried, not air fried. Like I love my air fryer. I love like reducing all the oils and all that different kind of stuff. But sometimes, sometimes there's no substitute. So I really want to do like real legit crab rangoons, do a nice sweet kind of chili sauce. And then I, I, I honestly, I, I really, really need to make this happen. But that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you guys so much. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this. Whenever you are, wherever you are, you are incredible. Take one more step. Keep going. If you've got it in you, keep going. And if you don't have it in you, rest, reset recharge tomorrow is a brand new day today does not define what tomorrow will be get out there take those extra steps absolutely own it every day don't forget to follow me on social media especially on instagram i've been doing a lot of videos and stuff lately i really find i don't know i just like doing videos of things like firing up the grill lighting that charcoal chimney all those different kinds of things are just something about food that needs more visual. It needs more audio, like hearing that chicken sizzle over charcoal. Oh my Lord. Just amazing. Make sure you subscribe on social media at Nikolai's kitchen all across the board. It's all down in the show notes. Join the dining room, join the Facebook group, post what you've been making. Let me know what you've been making. Let me know if you've been making my recipes or how you've been putting a spin on them, what you've done with my recipes to make them yours. Let me know what you've been doing out there. I love you. Thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons thank you very much to sam gerald and deb and a very special thank you to my vip patrons caleb krista jared dan bill and chris learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash kitchen